What's up? You're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. I'm your host, Amanda Costco. Thanks so much for tuning in. By now, you may be over talking about digital fashion, and the trend has certainly seen its peak in the hype cycle of emerging technology. By digital fashion, I'm talking about fashion that exists digitally and not physically, and is meant to be worn on social media, on platforms like Zoom and Inside Games. My guest today is Amber J. Sluton, the co-founder and creative director of The Fabricant. The Fabricant is a fashion studio that collaborates with brands and communities to design digital-only items that can be worn on avatars and in augmented reality. If The Fabricant sounds familiar, that's because we had Carrie Murphy, the company's founder and CEO, on the show back in 2021 at the peak of the digital fashion and NFT hype cycle. My conversation with Amber touches on where the market is today and how The Fabricant is engaging with brands and consumers to build a lasting business model for digital fashion post-hype. We touch in on their new project, Whole Land, and how their business model differs from companies like DressX and how AI will play a role in scaling digital fashion. It's an interesting conversation and it starts right now. So Amber, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So good to chat with you again. So I had Carrie Murphy on the podcast in 2021, and we were talking about The Fabricant, and it seemed to me, because I was listening back to the episode this morning, and it seemed to me the conversation very much at that time was still, what is an NFT? What is digital fashion? It was kind of like hand-holding people through this like very new thing that was happening. And now it feels like the market has matured. There's way more uh, players involved in this space. And I'd love to know from your perspective as the co-founder and creative director of The Fabricant, how you're seeing the space right now as you deal with both consumers that are wearing digital fashion and brands and various collaborations that The Fabricant has been up to, which I want to get into. So yeah, where do you see the space right now? Yeah, wow, it's such an interesting question. If I think about 2021, it seems like so long ago. <laughs> like So much has happened ever since. And I think, you know, the world has completely transformed when it comes to, to NFTs and, and wearables. And I think it's much more accepted for people to know what an NFT is or know what a digital wearable is. And I think right now where the market is really at is almost a saturation of NFTs. Like people don't even want to hear the word NFT anymore because they're like, oh, what is this scam? You know, there's like a lot of sentiment out there that crypto and NFTs are kind of scams and that people have to be scared about it. But I think digital wearables right now is kind of the word that has really picked up and it is really something that a lot of people feel into and, and understand immediately, like a lot of younger communities understand that immediately. And it's quite insane how many fashion brands have picked up this idea of digital wearables and NFTs and um, yeah, the whole idea of, of being in Web3 and, and embracing the digital aspect of their brands. Like when we started talking to fashion brands a long time ago, you know, it, they they really didn't want to have anything to do with it. They were interested in it, but it was not like, oh, okay, yeah, we should go that direction. But obviously 2022 has been like this catch up game where all of the brands started catching up like with what they wanted to bring in this new world. So 
I feel like we shifted a lot and right now there's quite some knowledge. It's just right now it's more of the how and how it's going to be implemented and how the masses are going to be on board. So I think we're right at the borderline of the masses of people joining into Web3. And the only thing that is stopping us is a great user experience and the tech that's scalable, basically. Yeah, and it seems that in the beginning, the metaverse was seen as a destination, this like very specific place that you would log into. We imagined like very much Ready Player One through your virtual reality glasses. But I think that the sentiment is kind of like opening up the idea that the metaverse can be anywhere. And the metaverse is really an extension of our internet as we know it. And it seems like the different way that brands are adopting augmented reality and digital wearables, like they're kind of warming up to that idea as well. And so it is really exciting. I remember when I was speaking with Carrie, he was talking about the kind of core areas that the fabricant was focused on in terms of its business. And that was gaming, social wardrobe and digital couture as like the three main use cases for what you were doing. Are you still seeing it that way? Are there new use cases? How are you thinking about it in terms of your business model? I think there's a, some additions to it. So one thing that I really noticed is that, you know, obviously we're still focusing on digital couture, like the highest level of craftsmanship really always comes from our side. So we try to always push the boundaries when it comes to quality. So for us, that's really number one. And also the creative expression, of course. So that's why I think couture is a good naming because it has a lot of storytelling and also a lot of quality to it. But another thing we have really developed since then is the co-creation aspect. So this is a big part of our business where we actually want to open up our atelier for anybody to co-create with us. So it's no longer just us deciding who wears what, but it's basically anyone who can co-create with us and design with us and decide on what their wearables look like. Like, who are we to decide what you should wear? I think, you know, you should be the one deciding on that and, and be able to create with us and also monetize your craft because you probably have beautiful ideas of how you want things to look like that I could never imagine. And if you can monetize that too, then I, then I think it creates this incentive for people to really start creating their own digital fashion wardrobe and universe, just like we do in real life. And in real life, it's quite difficult to adjust your clothing, right? You have to have kind of knowledge. Like I did fashion school, I know how to adjust clothing in real life. But in these virtual spaces, you have more chance to customize your garments in an easier way and to really influence the way you look in the way that feels right to you. And we hope that a lot of brands will take on that same narrative. And we've been seeing that already. If you see like the big Montclair experience is going to happen next week in London, they're also talking about co-creation. So the narrative of co-creation is slowly adapting in the physical fashion world as well. And I think this is a beautiful thing because it, it probably will give people incentive to really be a part of their brand and to monetize uh, their own craft as well, to so not just be left out, but to actually be a part of the success of the brand. And is that what you're calling the Fabricant Studio? Yeah, completely. So basically the whole Fabricant ecosystem will be evolved around co-creation with brands, but also co-creation with our own label, you know, all kinds of new collaborations. And sometimes there will be co-creation aspects to it. Sometimes there won't be, but for sure in the coming months, there will be a big focus on actually establishing value, new value creation with the community and to create a way for them to interact with us. It can go from co-creation, but also, for instance, giving away files. This is something that we have done since like uh, the beginning of our companies is giving away 3D files for creators to work with and to learn from. 
and we're going to bring that back this year with whole land so it's really exciting to to see how we can have different touch points of people interacting with our garments and also to bring the values that we bring to the brands that we work with so that they can also bring that to their communities. Yeah, I think one of the legacies of Web3 is really this like remix culture. And you have big brands collaborating with other big brands. You have big brands collaborating with creators. And now I think we're moving to this model where it's like everybody can be a creator. Everybody can be an artist. That idea of designing your own as an entry point to the brand. I think that's great. And there's also still this element of exploring identity. And I believe that's where Whole Land comes in, which is a project that's currently on the homepage of your website. Tell me about Whole Land. Where did that come from? And what is the thinking behind that? Yeah, so Whole Land is basically this universe that we're creating. It's basically a place where you get to define what a digital expression really means for you. And it's a play on words. So it comes from the idea of Holland. Obviously that's where we're based, you know, the Netherlands, but also the idea of becoming whole. And this comes from my own personal journey of accepting all of the parts of myself that I am. So not just the parts that I show, but also the parts that I try to hide. And becoming whole is really about creating the, the, the idea that you can accept all that you are. And this co-creation aspect to the concept and having everybody express themselves how they wish to be or how they want to be or how they are truly deeply inside creates a space for people to explore who they are and to really embrace all that they are, basically. And this concept will be a narrative that will unfold over the coming year. So the accessories drop is the first stage to that drop. So Basically, if you own one of the accessories, which are earrings or the glasses that I'm wearing, thing, these digital accessories that you can own and wear, these are your keys to the narrative in the, in the year. And after that, there will be massive drops coming, you know, all kinds of really cool collaborations that we are preparing right now. Can't share too much about it, but what I do know is that it's going to be a hell of a ride and a lot of people are stepping in and... Also, we have an icon for our accessories drop now, which is Sevda Lisa, and she's such an incredible artist, and she was willing to be the face of a digital fashion campaign for the first time a major celebrity is doing that. So it's opening up a lot of doors to the traditional industry and to the wider public as well. Yeah, I wanted to ask about your collaboration. Uh, so she is an Iranian Dutch musician, and she's decided to be the face of your facewear. So facewear, you're wearing it right now. It's those accessories, earrings that can be worn on the face. I think it comes from the face tracking technology kind of legacy, so makeup, things like that. And now we're extending it into fashion, of course, face tracking is easier right now from a technical standpoint. So if you see garments on people in augmented reality, you can see that there's a little bit of a, a ways to go in terms of the technology and the fidelity of it. But with the face, it's actually easier to be tracking and you can almost fool the viewer into thinking that your glasses are real or that your earrings are real. And so do you see that as the stepping stone till we can get to the full body tracking be super nice like i think you know the exciting thing of that is that we can go beyond the borders of of reality right i'm the glasses that i'm wearing they're animated so you can see that there's like these little droplets you know they're they they have an element of 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 um unreality or how do you say that hyper reality something that really blends the idea of of physicality and and digitality and how these get mixed up and we see that 
in a lot of spaces right now like these two worlds are really blending and becoming one so obviously like we've seen that in physical fashion as well with some of the boots you know these big red boots that have been seeing all over the internet recently where they look like cartoons you know this is really the the idea of mixing these two worlds these two realities it's very much happening so i think the physical fashion might become a bit more crazy as well but what I, of course i would love to see because physical fashion is still pollutive you know obviously all of the collections that are coming out is more and more stuff more and more stuff to pile on the pile of waste that is already there and i think what digital fashion allows us to do is to still express ourselves endlessly without having to waste as much and i really see that ar is going there so the face tracking is the first step and it means that you know face tracking is actually really good right now it's looking very realistic and you can indeed like have this it's almost indistinguishable from from real life i think that indeed body wear right now it's still very clunky like some things work really well and other things really don't work so what we try to do in our design is also designed for that clunkiness so that i think that's really what design is about is designing for the medium you know what works well and what doesn't and i think the first big steps are really to try to implement this new way of working and to understand how to design for that so it still feels very exciting to wear stuff like that and it doesn't feel like you're just wearing a piece of carton you know that's kind of put over your picture it's funny how that rendering that we're seeing with augmented reality is when you mentioned the big red boots by mischief and it's almost like those were designed to be tried on virtually because that would be like the perfect thing to try on virtually because it is so generous in its size and you see it in real life and you're almost like that can't be real that must be like he looks like he's wearing a super mario brother boot right <laughs> we now see this kind of influence from the digital or y2k fashion or an extension of that now permeating real life and i think with all the editorials that i'm seeing it's like very cyberware and otherworldly and of course this has always been the aesthetic of electric runway so i'm really excited for everything that i'm seeing but now it's like oh my gosh this is a another moment like we thought that during the pandemic when we were all on clubhouse like we were like oh this is a moment that's happening but i think that was really just the beginning of it and when we're all back into society we're gonna see how this super digital world is blending with the physical world and there's this kind of like symbiotic back and forth relationship. So it's definitely fascinating to watch. But in terms of business models, so the business model for the fabricant as I understand it right now is you have your client service work that you do and you have great partnerships and brands that you've worked with that have seen tons of engagement around your activations. And then the augmented reality side of it is you're actually selling the facewear. Whereas other brands, like let's say Dress X, the augmented reality is free and then you can buy the actual image to wear, I'm using bunny quotes, <laughs> on social media. And so I think that's really interesting actually, because for me anyways, the augmented reality piece of it is more valuable than the still image to wear on social media. So. What made you think that people will pay for augmented reality and how is that going in terms of adoption? Yeah, yeah, great question. I think to to our extent, like what we're trying to create is all the partnerships that we have basically with brands really play into this idea of the platform and the platform is the launch pad of, of these brands. So what we try to come up with and why we have our own brand is we want to show the possibilities of this new technology. We were thinking as a design team within our own brand, like what is the thing that we see most in virtual worlds right now? And that is basically our faces. You know, it's just the thing like, Anytime we're in, in voice calls, anytime we're in, in anything, 
we show our faces, profile pictures. It's super important. So we wanted to design a collection that would play into the idea of the face and how could we wear that around the face. And it should be things that are still related to reality, but then feel very digital and feel like a really a product on its own. And it's an experiment. Like we have no idea how it's going to go. More than 10,000 people already signed up for the wait list, which is, you know, absolutely insane. And it's, it's, it's just this idea of trying something new. And the brand that we have basically is this playground for experimentation. And this allows us to create these kind of new narratives and see how they land. And then we can share that with the brands that we work with. Like, hey, you could sell digital wearables. So we have no idea how it's going to go, but we felt like the utility aspect of it was extremely important. You should be able to do something with the thing that you buy. So there'll be an AR app with which you can wear them immediately, but also you'll be able to wear them in calls and stuff like that. Right, so I purchased the digital asset. Is it through Lens Studio? Like, is it through Snapchat that you're able to wear it? So you actually have a Fabricant app, and in the Fabricant app, it's partnered up with Snap, and basically you can wear the digital items in the app and you can film yourself wearing them. And then of course you can share them on any social media channel that you like. And that's, you can do it on desktop and mobile or is it desktop only right now? And I think this drop model is so interesting. We kind of use that as everyday language, but I sort of want to like acknowledge the history of fashion drops as pioneered by Supreme in real life before that ever made its way into the digital world. I think that's interesting to think of fashion week is going on right now. We normally think of fashion week as where all the fashion is dropped, but this idea of a digital drop and something that can exist and build hype for itself online. I think that's an another hallmark of web three and it'll be a legacy of it as well. Yeah, it's, it's difficult because we always struggle with this, like how scarce do you want to be and how inclusive do you want to be, right? It's like this kind of thing where you want to give people access, but you you also don't want to give too much access because then it's just not going to be important anymore. So I think there's really a delicate balance to, between creating value and creating scarcity and creating inclusivity, basically. One last question for you before we wrap up, and it's about AI. Obviously, it's everywhere right now. Since 2023 began, we're hearing everything about AI. When I spoke with Kerry last time, he was talking about the challenge of scale when you're designing items that are meant to be tailored or digitally tailored to the body. And so AI is, I think, a way that AR and um, digital couture can achieve scale. And it seems that that's what you're doing with the face wear. But I'd love to know how you're thinking about both generative AI in terms of generating fashion design, as well as the role that AI is playing in helping a studio like The Fabricant achieve that scale that you're looking for. I, you know, it's such a big topic and I think it's always been part of our history. So uh, the first collection that we ever designed, I designed that together with an AI. So I used one of the first generative adversarial networks uh, algorithms that basically created shapes and colors that I was using for the collection. So I basically worked hand in hand with this AI to create the collection. I designed this back in 2017 because I had access to that through a professor, which I'm really grateful for. Back then I could already see the potential of humans and AI working together to create really cool, interesting new narratives that I myself would have maybe not come up with. And I think that is really the, the agency of this, like creating this new creative flow where everybody gets to create whatever they desire or have in their heads without having to have the skills to create that image. So I think in that sense, it's extremely interesting. And I think indeed for the massive adoption of digital fashion, 
it could be insane, right? Like you could generate clothing in 3D. You could put that on top of your videos. It, the AI could calculate how the fabric could move and you don't need any 3D modeling anymore. So I see the future of digital fashion being completely generated with AI. You don't, you no longer need to wait for this computer to, to render the stuff and you no longer need to wait for it to simulate, but it can immediately be generated on top of an image already. So I think it's gonna save a lot of time and it's really gonna help with the mass adoption for everybody to be able to access this for sure. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see if, if 2021 and 2022 were the year of the NFT. I definitely think that 2023 is gonna be the year of AI and I'm really excited to see how it's playing out both as an extension of those Web3 concepts that were introduced, but also as a totally new workflow. So keep in touch with us. Let us know what you're up to in terms of AR, in terms of AI, and uh, we're always interested in what the Fabricant is doing. You guys are obviously the pioneers in this space, and there's a lot more players trying to get in, but I feel like both you and Carrie really understand what's going on in terms of the nuance of it. And it's not just, it's not just a business model. There's this larger mission of sustainability, inclusivity, self-expression, and I align so much with those values. So thank you so much for your work and thanks for your time today. No, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and being able to share the story of us. You know, it's really nice to be here and, and talk with you and you have great questions. So I'm really excited. So thank you so much. That was my conversation with Amber J. Sluton, the co-founder and creative director of The Fabricant. To learn more about Amber and her company, check out the links to the show notes. That's it for today's episode. Until next time, here's looking towards the future. Oh, 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 oh,